Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Today we are covering Ezekiel 37. This passage contains the first vision since Ezekiel was taken by God's Spirit to Jerusalem to get a glimpse of the spiritual condition of its leaders. Now this vision is a powerful symbol uh, in the resurrection of dry bones of the revival of God's people. This is during the period of the exile when the history of God's people were at its lowest ebb. Israel as a nation is defeated, literally crushed with the fall of Jerusalem. Judgment had, judgment had come upon them through Babylon. So this passage follows a simple structure, verses 1 through 2, Ezekiel sees a valley of dry bones. Verses 3 through 6, he receives the prophecy that he is to proclaim to the bones. And verses 7 through 10, he preaches and the bones are resurrected. Verses 11 through 14, God explains how this symbolizes Israel's revival. So in verses 1 through 2, we read about the hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones and he led me around among them and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley and behold, they were very dry. So in the vision, the prophet finds himself carried away and deposited in an unidentified valley. But more important than its location is what Ezekiel was brought to see, a massive collection of bones. In verse 10, it says the bones were so numerous that when life was breathed back into them, it was that of a great army, like that of an entire nation slain in battle. The fact that they were very dry meant that they had been dead for a long time with no one to gather their bones and give them a proper final burial. Now, in order to fully appreciate what we are witnessing here and its symbolism, it's important to know how burials were done in ancient Israel as well as how the Israelites expected the resurrection of the dead to take place. With regard to burials, the dead were, in fact, in effect, buried twice. When an individual died, his or her body was placed in a large family tomb, typically in a tomb cut out of rock. It was a preliminary burial. And then the family of the deceased sealed up the tomb and left it alone. When the family re-entered the tomb, presumably when another member of the family died, they would find the body desiccated, dried up with skin, flesh gone, in other words, a skeleton. And the skeleton was then taken and placed in a common bone coffin known as an ossuary. Now, only when the bones were fully dry would they be moved to the ossuary. Now, the ossuary held the bones of many people. The purpose of the ossuary was to group everyone as a family, awaiting the resurrection that would begin with bones and end with a full body of flesh, which is why it was important for Joseph in Genesis that his bones be brought back from Egypt and buried in the promised land in Shechem. Now, they wanted the bones carefully preserved so that when the resurrection came, they could participate in it. Now, the resurrection then was a revival of life, starting with bones, and that's what this passage symbolizes for God's people. Now, God brings Ezekiel close to this grim scene. In verse 2, we, re we read, And he led me around among them. It's reminiscent of the way Nehemiah inspected the walls of Jerusalem. And Ezekiel notes two things, that they were very dry and that they were very many. I think one thing Ezekiel would have taken away is the grim reality of death. I remember when Manny and I were visiting New York City, um, there was a massive graveyard um, along one of the on-ramps to the, to the freeway, and it was right um, across from Manhattan, and you see these towery buildings in the distance that formed a skyline against the blue sky, 
and in the foreground there were thousands and thousands of tombstones and it was such an odd juxtaposition massive structures symbolizing wall street and power and wealth and all the other symbols that draw people to new york and then next to it or across the hudson river on the other side it was this reality that all people rich or poor strong or weak will meet the same inevitable end and it was a sobering thought and it was a picture that has been seared in my brain ever since but it must have been a comparable scene when ezekiel witnesses witnessed this valley of dry bones is it was a reminder of man's frailty and inevitable inevitable fate in verse 3 he says son of man can these bones live and i answered o god o lord god you know ezekiel is asked can these bones live it's a difficult question to answer and the reasonable answer would be no it's impossible but Ezekiel's answer is very interesting. He says, O oh Lord God, you know. It's an answer that only makes sense based on God's willingness. Verse 45, he says, Prophesy over these bones, and behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And God then reveals the means to which he's going to do this. God reveals his plan, but only as Ezekiel responds in faith. And that shows how important it is that we respond in faith, because as we do, God seems to give us direction. So God says, prophesy over these bones. He begins to understand that the way this miracle is going to happen is through prophesying. And in Hebrew, this means preach God's word. It's a reminder of the power of God's word to, word to transform. How does this happen? It's a truth of God's word that resonates and convicts us of our spiritually dying or dead state. And as you remember those moments when you are stirred, as you listen to a Bible study or as you um, are doing your devotion, it pierces you, awakens your sensitivities to your spiritual condition, as well as a condition of this world. And that was the first step toward being brought back to life. It was, I thought this was so apt in light of um, today's MBS. Um, but of course, the preaching of God's word is not merely the impact of its content, but it's also God working through the word to literally transform. Now, how did that happen when you heard and were convicted by the Holy Spirit? And going back to Ezekiel 37, 5, it reads, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. The word breath is the word ruah in Hebrew and has three meanings in English, breath, wind, and spirit. So it's as the Holy Spirit works through the word of God then, this valley of dry bones serves as a powerful symbol of what happens in each of us and in every person who receives him. Our dry bones begin the reversal process toward life. In verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. And when Ezekiel did what he was told to do, and prophesied, the bones began to rejoin, and it became enfleshed. And then the spirit was breathed into it, reminiscent of the moment when God created man. And a great army stood on their feet, embodied. And it's then Ezekiel's told what the dead bones symbolized, that it was the house of Israel in verse 11. And God did to these valley of dry bones what he would do to Israel as a nation. God would put his spirit in them, and they shall live and return to their own land from exile. And it would be a clear sign of God's authority that the world may know that God is the one true God and the source of all life. And Israel's revival is linked to the very concept of resurrection that was held among the people of the day, graves opening up to allow resurrected people to come forth. What a powerful picture awaits us. This is our future too, because this vision was meant to stand for something much greater than the recreation of Israel as a people. Uh, it, ha it has a cosmic significance through Jesus Christ, 
he would usher in a new age. He would be the first fruit of what is to come. And he conquered death and through his resurrection promised to all of us that life beyond the grave is ours to claim. But not just that, a restored life, reconnected to our God and Creator. And so we can move forth in confidence with God's Word because it was the Word of God and God's Spirit that made it all possible. And still does as we minister and share the gospel. May we never lose sight of the amazing privilege that we've been given to call life from death. And if you've been privileged enough to see someone cross that line of faith, you know what a miracle that is. Let's have hope in the resurrection, but also in what the Word of God can do, which is usher in the resurrected reality. So many places are like Valley of Dry Bones. Let's go prophesying His Word that we may restore life through God's Spirit in faith applying it to every situation, every meeting, every Zoom call, that God may claim God's miraculous, life-giving promise in our day. Amen. See you next time. See you next time.